they were so flustered because they knew I was a reviewer and it just didn't seem like they'd had much training on the menu and they weren't sure of what each dish included and there was one guy who came over carrying a glass of coke and he just dropped it on the floor and it smashed everywhere. Hi, this is Shannon and Kristen, or better known as the Vogel Twins. Yay! Today's episode, I am so excited about. We're going to be discussing experiencing a culture through food with our guest, Casey Morgan. She is based in Cardiff, Wales, and is a full-time food and travel blogger at the Rare, Rare Welsh Bit, an award-winning blog established in 2010 featuring recipes, restaurants, culinary travel, sightseeing, and more. With a background in journalism and over 10 years experience in experiencing in writing and editing casey is also a member of the uk guild of food writers and writes on a freelance basis for the likes of visit wales sansbury magazine co-op food mag and world travel market oh my god casey what a mouthful you are just amazing thank you so much for being on today thank you Uh, (laughs) oh my god we're so happy that you're here we kind of chit chat a little bit beforehand and i was like i am so excited to talk to her it's like yes we we kind of discovered food a little bit early on our travel so i'm like super pumped today to talk about like your blog in general and like what inspired you to start your blog i'm kind of curious about that so i set up my blog after i graduated from cardiff university in 2010 um i'd studied an undergraduate degree in journalism film and media and i wanted nothing more than to go and write for a glossy magazine like cosmo (laughs) um but the trouble was like i didn't have any writing experience to put in my portfolio so nobody would let me write for them so my tutor at university suggested that i set up a blog about welsh food um because another thing was that I really didn't want to move to a big city like London or Bristol, which is where most of the journalism work was. And so my tutor said, you know, set up a blog about Welsh food and you can get your name out there within Wales and hopefully secure a job. And so I said, (laughs) what's a blog? Because like back then, you know, like blogs weren't a thing, like Instagram didn't even exist. And she said, well, you know, it's a bit like a website, but it's kind of like a diary that you update regularly um you know kind of like a journal online and so I set this blog up and for a good couple of years or so it was just Welsh food like traditional Welsh dishes and recipes and Welsh restaurants and it was quite limiting because there's not actually a great deal of traditional Welsh restaurants within Cardiff um and I still can't drive so I can't travel that far (laughs) but um yes so for a good couple of years I was only writing about Welsh food and then it got a little bit limiting so I started writing more about the local food and drink scene in general um and then in 2014 um I spent some time in the grill in Jamaica so I spent a few months there and I decided to start writing about travel as well So that's how the blog was born Um, and for a number of years it was just a hobby or a way of getting my writing noticed and then I gradually started to make a little bit of money off it as blogging kind of started to gain momentum across the world and then in 2017 I quit my full-time job. I just wasn't really happy in my job. I wasn't really ready to go full-time with the blog but I was just so unhappy in my job that I just couldn't bear to stay there. So I just quit and I thought I might get a part-time job alongside the blog, but in the end, when I hit the ground running and there was a lot of people who I wanted to prove wrong as well, um, I didn't need it in the end, so here I am. Look at you, girl. (laughs) I 
the thing is, I love those stories because it's so honest and true. Because a lot of us, I mean, it's so relatable in the sense where yeah. it's like, I mean, I don't want to say everyone doesn't like their jobs, but there's always that moment in your life where you're like, is this what I'm going to be doing? Like, is this really like what I'm going to pursue? I'm unsure. Mm-hmm. And you're we're in that middle ground where it's like, I have this passion that I'm really like involved in. What can I do? And I love also the fact you said, I feel like we have the same mentality. Yeah. Where it's like, I want to prove those people wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I want to be that person who like defies the odds. Like, we're yeah. big Hercules fans. Go the distance. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I love that. Like, yeah. that is just amazing. I'm, I'm just obsessed with that. And the yeah. fact, like, you know, I know you mentioned Jamaica. And I actually have read on your blog how much this actually impacted you. Mm-hmm. And very similar to us, actually, is that it wasn't for until we went to Vietnam yeah. that I found my love of, like, food and travel because like the pairing itself the pairing itself yeah I've always loved travel but I never considered food and experience which I know is crazy thinking of it now yeah but like but yeah like it was just one of those things where actually when we were in Vietnam we did this tour called back of the bike tour and like Mm -hmm. we kind of rode our motorcycles around like Ho Chi Minh City and we stopped in like different local shops and like the people who own those amazing restaurants told us the ingredients the experiences like and even just like the way you eat it yes. you know what i mean like i didn't realize that like there's a certain way to even eat the food to make that experience the way it is like if i if we didn't do that tour i don't think i would have eaten the vietnamese food properly yeah like, like the pairing of things like it's just so important and again like it's crazy to think of it now like after vietnam i was like how have i never done this before yes. you know what i mean how have i not thought food and travel are so intertwined with one another. Now mm-hmm. I'm like slandering my past self. Like, how dare you? <laughs> you know? But the thing that I think that I really want to ask you is that you did mention Jamaica. Is that one of the places would you say that kind of like inspired you or like really gave you that different like mindset of food and travel? Or was it really the beginnings of what you mentioned earlier with like just like, you know, your local food that you had? Like, was there mm-hmm. any specific place or dish that kind of transformed your view of food and culture um well I cooked a lot of Indian food when I was younger with my mum and dad so although they're British they loved Indian food and they were always cooking curries from scratch and making their own naan bread and we actually had curry on Christmas day once so oh, I love that. <laughs> we really loved curry That's delicious <laughs> yes when I got to go to India in 2016 um I was only there for 10 days and three days of that was my friend's wedding but it was just so good to experience you know the food that I'd grown up eating um for myself because everybody says that the curry that we eat in Britain you know is not the kind of curry that they eat in India so it was good to see you know what people mean by that and to see like how as you travel across India like you said with Vietnam all the different regional variations and how you could get you know street food for next to nothing but they were also kind of really gourmet high-end restaurants if you wanted to visit those too so yeah I think that was a really good experience for me and um, I also stayed with my friend for a few days in Kolkata so it was really good to see how home-cooked Indian food would differ from what we'd eat in restaurants. Like at home, we'd always be eating like vegetarian talis. Um, and, you know, the my friends, like her mum, she'd make like a lot of different Indian dishes and kind of serve it at buffet style. So it was really good to see how food was shared like communally and became like an experience to bring families and friends together. And then when I went to Jamaica, I think it gave me a real taste for Caribbean food. And then following on from that, when I went to Grenada, it showed me that actually Caribbean food isn't just jerk chicken and ackee and salt fish and (laughs) rice and peas. Yes. Like each Caribbean island has got its own kind of distinct take on 
Caribbean food. And Grenada is known as the island of spice um, because there's so many different spices that grow there. But the one that they're really well known for is nutmeg, um, which actually appears on their national flag. Um, so they're one of the world's largest exporters of nutmeg and it was really inspiring to see how they would use nutmeg in cocktails like a true Grenadian rum punch always has a sprinkling of freshly grated nutmeg on the top but then they would also use it in like savoury sauces and even cakes as well so yeah I love nutmeg (laughs) I was like I mean right now we're obviously up to different time differences but I'm getting thirsty it's 9am but I'm thirsty I want some of that. That sounds delicious. Well, actually, on a total like side note, didn't you win an award for writing reviews for that location? Am I correct? Right? That's yeah, amazing. yeah. All right, give a round of applause. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we should add sound effects, but it's just us. <laughs> but it's amazing. That was for coverage of Grenada Chocolate Festival. So Grenada's also home to, I think, mm. I think there's five, possibly six now, bean-to-bar cacao plantations where they make the single-origin chocolate, and it's just amazing. It's so good. I actually ordered some last year because I couldn't get to Grenada. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my sounds... god, I'm gonna order some of that. Me too. We're like we we're very we have sweet too. So when you were talking about like nutmeg and all this chocolate, I'm like, I mean we're right I know that we're in a different time zone. It's very early for us to have chocolate, but you were tempting us. <laughs> like I want I it. I want it now. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And honestly, there's just like I feel like for like food bloggers like yourself, there's like obviously so many that are like out there. You know what I yeah. mean? But like Something that, like, I really like about just, like, your food blog in general is just how unbiased you are, and I feel like you're really honest, which is something that, like, as a traveler, I think is so important that you're putting out real information and, like, real reviews, you know, because you're the blogs that I go to that I'm like, oh, like, I want to make sure that, like, you know, I'm going to a good restaurant or there's, like, you know, a good culture experience and, like, I, like, love that about your blog. And anyone who hasn't read it, like, go read it. It's so fantastic. Um, But something that I'm always curious about, like, food bloggers and, like, what they have to do is, like, what happens if you go to a place and it wasn't, like, what you expected? Like, I feel like I'm so, like, nervous to, like, be at a place, especially, like, for Shannon and I, like, when we're traveling, you know, sometimes, like, you know, with local experiences and they'll, like, you know, we, like, you know, talk to the owner. And I'm nervous. I'm like, I don't want to hate this food and have to be, like, you know, like, the whole Put time, you know, I feel awful. So, like, what, like, is there, like, anything that, like, you've had to experience where you've had, like, to review something and it wasn't what you expected? Like, what was the recipe? I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Yeah, there have been cases like that. More often cool. than not, when I review a restaurant, you'll usually find there's, like, good and bad, you know, there's always some redeeming points. And so I try and be honest, but I try not to slate too much if that's the case, because... I'm very aware, especially in like the current climate, that a lot of food businesses are struggling. And I think if you're reviewing like a chain, I think it's easier to give a bad review than if you're reviewing like a small family-run restaurant, because what you say could like really impact on their business. Um, but saying that, yeah, I have given out like bad reviews. So there was one in particular that like really stands out because <laughs> so it was like a Cardiff-based restaurant. I won't name them, but like it's a seafood restaurant, and I'm sure like if anyone's listening from Cardiff like they're probably gonna know what I'm on about but I won't say just to be polite um but it is on my blog so they'd kind of bigged up the opening of this restaurant for months and months and it had been delayed and I was really excited about going so I finally got invited in when they opened um and it just kind of felt as though they'd opened a bit too soon like I went into the toilets and there was a lot of wiring still exposed and it just looked as though they hadn't quite finished like all of the work for one thing and then 
We waited like half an hour for service and then when they did come and service, we then waited another half an hour for starters and then when we asked where they were, they just forgot on our order. So we waited like, I think we were there an hour and a half before we ate anything. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. And so when the food came, it was just really bad. I'd ordered mussels and they were just full of grit and sand. I don't think they'd been cleaned properly. Um, I didn't have a bowl to like wash my hands in or put the shells in or anything. Um, I'm a huge seafood person, so I am just like dying. I can't you even know? Like, imagine that. Like, and the way, I just, I have to backtrack for a second. Did they invite you or did they know that you were reviewing their restaurant? Yeah, wow, they'd invited no. me. You can't see it though, guys. She just nodded her head. <laughs> like that was an invitation and that was what was given. Oh my God. See, like I've heard sometimes, I, I feel like I only know anything about food critics through Ratatouille, which is awful because it's a rat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, like, I know sometimes food critics, uh, sometimes don't they go, like, incognito where, like, they kind of try to do an honest review and not say that they're food critics? Yeah, or, I don't, yeah, is I don't there know like that a, process. I don't really. understand the process too much about, like, what goes into it, but I always thought it was interesting if, like, you get an invitation and wouldn't you want to put your best face forward? Like, you do would you know think I mean? that, like, they would be on, like, top notch while you're there, you know, or at least I can't imagine if there was sand in mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. I got the feeling that the staff, like, I, felt, I really felt for the staff because they were so flustered because they knew I was a reviewer oh. and it just didn't seem like they'd had much training on the menu and they weren't sure of what each dish included and there was one guy who came over carrying a glass of Coke and he just dropped it on the floor and it smashed everywhere. Oh. But he made no attempt to clean it up at all. We just sat there with it on the floor. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then they mixed up our mains and it was just a nightmare, really. Um... I think I predicted in the review that I thought they would shut down pretty soon, and they did shut down. Um, there was a bit of a protest. I think they owed quite a lot of money to their suppliers and their staff. So, oh my god, that's in that is I'm not gonna. That's a great story. I feel so <laughs> bad for that restaurant, but like that's an insane story. But at the same time, I do appreciate your empathy for the people who work there. Like yeah. that's really important to acknowledge too. It's like it's not their fault they weren't properly trained or like you said it was kind of one of those experiences where it was like I think they opened up too soon maybe they're just too excited they're like we got a good business going <laughs> but that was definitely their tester that did not really work out yeah <laughs> but I'm glad that you had that empathy for them because I think that's like the hardest thing for us when I mean I've never written a bad review because I am too much of a people pleaser <laughs> like I literally like get so self-conscious because of what you said earlier about like family-owned businesses you kind of especially during this time you don't want to yeah. give anyone too much of a harsh review but still want to be honest which again I appreciate as a person yeah. who travels and like looks these things up to make sure like what kind of food do they have is it decent like yeah. you know like, like how is the service because I feel like again like now that I feel like I'm like becoming a foodie like yes. I like and that comes hand in hand with the experience of the food I'm like how's the experience with the people like are they friendly like is it good service so like all those sort of like you know understandings of that it's like a good way to like walk into the restaurant to like have these expectations and be like especially I feel like when traveling too like you only have a very small amount of time like during your day like depending on how much time you're given so you want to make sure that that time is you know worth it you know what I mean yeah so like 100%. for me like it's it's important that I'm like okay like I'm going to this restaurant I'm having like the best local experience that I can yeah you know? make sure that the food that you get is like true to what the locals also eat as well like I don't mm -hmm. I'm not going to travel 
travel to go to another McDonald's. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to travel to, like, go somewhere with the food is that I can't get back at home. Like, yeah. like you said with yourself with India, it's like, you guys have your own cute version, but, like, going to the place itself and see how it's, like, prepared by locals is such an experience. It's mm-hmm. like, that's what you kind of want through it. Yeah. And I'm actually kind of curious back to that restaurant. Like, did they, like, read that article? Like, did they, like, come back to you and be like, oh, my God, that review? Or, like, like what, are they, what happens? Like, what's that interaction after? Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. They did invite me back in. So they invited oh, me they back did. in to do the review again. Um, oh, but wow. I just, I didn't go in because I just, I thought it was really bad. And I just felt that if they'd invite me back in, I just, I don't know, like I said, perhaps I'll pop in sometime, but I won't tell them kind of thing. Because I didn't want them to know that I would be coming back in. But as it happened, you okay. know, they shut down, so I couldn't. Yeah, I it, was such, it was such an awful experience. Like, I don't want to repeat it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like, I'm doing you a favor. Like, yeah. I'm doing you a favor. Like, I'm trying to find sympathy, and if you mess up again, I can't find a nice thing to say. <laughs> like, like I, can't, I can't do that to myself. That's tough. I totally I understand. I just felt it would be, like, too false, you know? Yes. Yeah, I no, agree. I get that. I, I get agree. that. And actually, that kind of reminds me of that time that we're in Japan. And it's not, I wouldn't say, like, super food-related, but it was actually more of just, like, the experience, experience of us going to a restaurant, like, which is, like, kind of a shame, and we didn't know this beforehand, so that's actually something interesting, like, now I will look this stuff up before. Yeah. But when we were in Japan, we were in Osaka, obviously, food, food everywhere, friggin' fantastic. I tell anyone, if you're a foodie, go to Osaka if you're going to Japan. So when we were, like, walking around, I remember it was, like, dinner time or something, yes. and we were looking for a restaurant. As soon as we walked in the door, we all of a sudden got shooed out, like, without even being able and to sit. And there was nobody sitting there. No one was there, and I'm sitting there, like, embarrassed, embarrassed, because I was like, no one's in the restaurant, like, it's dead. And I was and then, like, why are we getting and shooed? Then, yeah, and then I look at, like, the hours, like, is it closed or something? And yeah. it's totally open, there's no one sitting in the seats, and I'm just like, I like, I was really, like, we gun shy. I was like, wow, like... What's happening? So I didn't know this. This was apparently a normal occurrence for foreigners, and I did. I had no idea, and I found out because all of a sudden we actually ended up. We, we were up. jumping <laughs> around different restaurants, and we kept getting shooed. That's how awful it was. And we were like, "Why can't we get a meal? Like, are we gonna like not eat tonight? Like, yeah. we were so confused." So then this one really nice little uh, like bar type uh, yakuza type. Plate? No, no, I'm um, oh, sorry. <laughs> those are those uh, those things. Um, what's the one? It's called like tapas. I call them, like, Japanese tapas, but they're not. It's, like, these meat skewers, and it's, like, kind of, like, in a bar setting. Am I blanking on the term? I'm blanking on the term, but it was that kind of experience. The owner let us in and welcomed us with open arms. Yeah. So we're eating in shame. (laughs) Like, got rejected. Like, so confused as to what had just happened previously. And then we meet these other foreigners, and they're like, oh, so you finally got one in, too. And I was like, excuse me, what do you mean? And they're like, apparently, being a foreigner, like, uh, in their culture, if they can't speak perfect English, they get very shy and they don't want to serve you because it's more of a polite thing. Like, it was not at all, like, yes, I know, And I didn't know this. I took it very personal. (laughs) Because I was like, oh, my God, like, did I do something wrong? Like, I didn't know, you know? I felt bad. I felt awful because I was like, did I do something? Am I wearing something that's offensive that I don't know? Like, and usually, like, Shannon and I will always do research. I'll do my research for those sort of cues. I never want to disrespect the culture or, like, anything. So that was something I did not find out until we got there. But that's a review I would have like, damn, someone should have wrote that. (laughs) Or just, not even just that, I'm glad I got the clarity because I wouldn't write a bad review, but it's also good to know as a foreigner, like, going to these places, they're not going to accept you. Like, but it's not because, you know, you're whatever, like, whatever your race is or whatever you're from, it's because they don't, they don't know your language and it's just a barrier that they can't overcome and it's nothing personal. So I was 
relieved. Yeah. I was relieved that it was, like, you know, not the case. So yeah. I'm glad that we got that clarity, or I probably would have been, like, a review. Be like, they don't like twins in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's something there. There's something there about twins. But, like, on the flip side of, like, obviously these negative reviews, like, what's a positive and, or, like, a really good review that you've had that you would, like, be like, you have to go here, like, no matter what? Like, you've probably gone multiple times. Definitely. So yeah. when I first went to Grenada with the tourism board in 2019, they took us to a restaurant called BB's Crab Back. And um, they, the name of the restaurant comes from a dish that they, they do called Crab Back. And it's basically just, like, crab like taken out of the shell and I think they mix it with it tasted like white wine cheese and like a variety of herbs and then they just stuff oh it God. back into the shell and I think they bake it or they grill it and it just tastes absolutely amazing so every time I go there like I went back last year when I went for a holiday not last year we've lost a year yeah. so I went back in 2020 <laughs> no yeah no so 19, I first went 19. in 2018 and then I went to 2019 <laughs> So I went yes, back in 2019, yes. I ordered that again. I just don't think I could visit that restaurant without ordering that dish. You know, it's the signature dish, and it's just so good. Like, I don't even like crab, but... I love crab. <laughs> I'm literally salivating as you're talking. I'm like, oh my... <laughs> I, I knew this would happen, especially talking with you. I yeah. knew this was going to happen. If we start talking about food, I'm going to be like, we're from New York. I'm like, where can I get this? <laughs> like, like, I need to try. I need to find something. Like, that oh sounds God. unreal. What's the restaurant called again? Just, I need to write this Phoebe's down. Phoebe's Crab Back. And okay, I've got a review on my blog as well, which mentions the crab back. Okay. And you can see a picture and stuff. So, yeah. Ooh, we're we'll going to We're going to link that post on our website. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll share all your, yeah, we'll, we'll share all your goodies on our website, <laughs> guys. So, definitely check out the webpage when oh it airs. God. I know. Yeah. But actually, something I also really love about you, not just your honesty, but and how like, you know, you obviously do reviews on great spots, but you actually recreate some of these favorite dishes like yeah. from all over the world in your own kitchen. We've actually like because of the year we've had, we've actually been dabbling in the kitchen ourselves and have actually really been inspired by some of the dishes that you've actually made mm -hmm. on your site, because some of them are like. It goes, you know, you do a different level. Some of them are really difficult. Some of them are super easy. We're trying to be better in the kitchen. <laughs> if you know, if you know us personally, that's a, a real accomplishment that we can make scrambled eggs. <laughs> so, so it's a big thing. But this year, especially because we haven't been able to travel, we've also missed just like you know having those dishes that you mentioned earlier. Just like wanting to go back and try these amazing mm -hmm. flavors that we've actually been recreating. Some of our favorite food actually is Korean food. I love oh. the spices. It's just like, oh, it is just so mouth-watering. Uh, it's the, it's our favorite. favorite food. Every time we're in the city, we literally go to K-Town and like order dobolki, which is like one of our favorite dishes. Yeah. So delicious if you guys haven't had it. But we've actually been recreating mm. in our own kitchen like kimchi. Which is like, you know, it's actually kind of difficult, but because it's just it, really long, the process. Yes. So like, that's the thing about kimchi that, like, I love it on, like, literally everything. everything. Yeah, love oh, it. Oh, it's so good. It's but, so good. But because we've been recreating these things, it feels like I'm back where I was. It feels like I got a little travel in me because of it. Is there a dish that you've, like, recreated yourself, like, from a travel that you've really enjoyed? Yeah, so I went to Borneo last year. I was really lucky. It was, like, just before lockdown. Um, and while I was there, we stayed at Sukau Rain 
Forest Lodge. Um, that's in Saba. I think it's Kinabatangan River. I hope I've said that right. But while I was there, um, we tried the lamb rendang and it was so lovely. Um, I spoke to the chef and he shared his personal recipe with me. And so I recreated that. I did a beef rendang and I did it for my slow cooker too. So I just love it because it's one of my favourite dishes and I can just pop it in the slow cooker. Or I think you guys might call it a crock pot. Um, in the morning yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. pop it in the in the crock pot in the morning and you know come the end of the day my my kitchen smells amazing I've got a lovely meal waiting for me I just have to do the rice and that's been a really popular recipe um so I've got that on my blog and um towards the start of this year the first recipe I developed this year was um I was working with pork blasters which is like the Welsh pork board and they'd asked me to create a dish from my travels so I did a Grenadian inspired dish and it was pork medallions in a coconut rum sauce with nutmeg and that got picked up by the local newspaper as well so that was really good and that is a dish that I personally turn to again and again I really love it it's so easy to make and you get to do a flambe you know so you set the rum on fire it looks really fancy yeah it's a good one <laughs> I, I know we're going to try that. You said it's also that's those the, these recipes are on your blog, correct? So anyone who wants to recreate these are all on your blog. Just oh my shouting out the blog once again. <laughs> plug because in, plug in. I love it. I'm excited. Yes. I think we're going to try that I'm one. I'm definitely going to try that one. That sounds so lovely, especially and it like has a, such a special meaning too, which I think is so mm -hmm. important as well. Like I love that you honor the the culture and like you know, recreate those kinds of things. Like that's mm -hmm. just amazing. Is it, is it like your favorite because it's so easy or just delicious? Because I know you mentioned the crab one. So it's like, I'm surprised you didn't want to try to recreate that one. <laughs> it's got to be tough. <laughs> I'm sure it's tough. Did they, uh, is it a secret recipe over there or something? They are quite secretive about what goes into the crab back. But there are other restaurants in Grenada that do it as well. So it's not like just exclusive to them. Um, I had it when I was in Carriacou as well, which is one of Grenada's sister islands. But it was good, but it wasn't the same. So something they're doing at BB's is just phenomenal but yeah I think I will try crab back it's quite a summery dish I think I might do it on the barbecue in the summer so yeah I, I am gonna give it a go definitely yeah well we follow you so I'm very excited for that <laughs> reveal <laughs> yeah I'll be watching your uh, Instagram and all your blogs and like making sure that by this summer I get to like have that recipe down yes a hundred percent and I'm actually curious because we're very much new to like you know experiencing new different types of dishes like I've definitely pushed my boundary of comfortability to like try new dishes you know yeah. I'm curious for anyone who's starting off who like you know wants to try and like you know be kind of like a, a chef, you'd like to say. Yeah. Is there any, like, three ingredients you would recommend everyone needs to have in their kitchen? I think yeah. that's an interesting idea or question, maybe. Yeah. I'd say, like, whole nutmeg is a great one. I mean, I brought a net of nutmegs back from Grenada. I mean, that was over two years ago, and I'm still working my way through them. just never really goes <laughs> off. And you can use it in desserts. It's really nice in, like, rice pudding. Or if you use a lasagna, you know, you can grate a bit into the sauce. Um, yeah, it's just so versatile. You know, I I all I don't have a rum punch without a, a sprinkle. A sprinkle. Yes. <laughs> so I don't have a rum punch without a sprinkle of nutmeg on the top anymore. It's just not the same. Um, so nutmeg yeah. would definitely be one of them. I think I'd probably say onions is another one because they're just so versatile. You know, they're the base of like lots of different sauces. Yeah. Um, so yes. yeah, nutmeg, onions, and um, another one. 
I love meat. I feel like I used um, all I'm really partial to <laughs> lamb. Like I absolutely love lamb. And being in Wales, you know, we're so lucky that we have Welsh lamb, which has got such a great name around the world. So, yeah, yeah. like quality meat you know like ideally something that's grass-fed I think you can really taste the difference like the last year or so I'm trying to eat less meat and when I do eat meat eat organic or like grass-fed meat mm. I really can taste the difference oh, good to know I've actually never can I mean I'm always open to new things like yeah luckily we have a very uh big palate I don't have any allergy issues that I'm aware of yet <laughs> I, I, I like I feel like I dance with the devil on that one <laughs> like I'm always trying different things <laughs> Not knowing yet, but that sounds amazing. I definitely have to try that. Oh my god! Because yeah. I'll say this: we we're definitely advocates of the onions because oh, I feel like I use the onions. We all have the time. onions with everything. Yeah. Like we're really big fans of the red onion. Honestly, like yeah. it is so good with everything yeah. we. I have. feel like I feel like if we had to pick our three, it would definitely be onions. Garlic. garlic. I feel like I'm always putting garlic in anything. I don't know what I don't put garlic in. <laughs> yeah, we love garlic in this I don't, know what, I don't know what the other one would be. The other one? I feel like those are the two that like, I, I note to always have in our house. But you know what we also have a lot of in our house? Potatoes. <laughs> I like That's potato true. too. <laughs> They're solid. Oh, we love, we're big breakfast people and we love making hash browns. Like just like chopping up the potatoes, like onions, like little eggs. Like we're just... Yeah, that's like our family time. Like all of us come together, we make a big breakfast, and if potatoes aren't there, it's not a breakfast for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because we're Irish, so it's like we kind of have the potatoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got that little. Yeah, 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 I didn't realize you guys were Irish. I've got some Irish yeah. in me as well. I've got some family yes. in Ireland. My nan was Irish. She's from. Oh, she's nice. from Dublin. Yeah. Oh, love I love it. Dublin. Oh my god. I have to know what our origins are, really, because the only things we really know that are, like, I have to take that test. I know that there's, like, this, like, heritage yeah. test to take. I know specifically we're Irish, German, and a little bit of Portuguese, which I don't know where that came from. Yeah. I know. I think it was, was our I, grandfather's I, I family's from Portugal. Yeah, I feel very exotic when I say that. <laughs> Like, it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> I know, because it's, like, literally, like, Irish and German. Like, our fair skin, like, I burn in the sun, and then it's, like, I, then I become tan. And they're, like, where's that? And I'm, like, Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, that's where it's coming from. Yeah, I was, like, this is great. <laughs> so, your blog, I would say, is a testament to all your hard work. And we just love how you've blended your love of travel and food. And it's just amazing how far you have come since starting it. And with that said, what advice would you give your past self on the day that she published her first article, The Rare Wealth Day. I would tell myself to worry less about what other people think, um, which I know might be crazy when you're writing a blog and you know that you're putting something out there that everyone's going to read. Um, that I think all throughout my blogging career, and even up until now, I've just had major imposter syndrome. Like, I'm always thinking, you know, who do I think I am? You know, sticking my two pence in here. You know, there's already food bloggers in Cardiff. You know, I'm setting up a new blog. Who do I think I am? And, you know, who's going to read my blog? And I think even until now, like, I still get those feelings of, like, doubt. And um, mm -hmm. something that I've learned as well is that it just affects everybody, this imposter syndrome. It seems like the more successful you are, the more you doubt yourself. And we live so much of our lives depending on, like, what other people think of us. And I think the, the longer that I'm kind of in this blogging game, the more I kind of notice myself doing this now. And I can kind of pick myself up on it and say, look, stop, you know. There's every reason, you know, like why you should be doing this or I'll speak to a friend about it. But yeah, I think just to focus more on what I was doing and just worry less about what others are thinking um, and similarly worrying less about what other bloggers are doing and just kind of doing it your way and not comparing yourself to others, which I think fuels imposter syndrome. Oh, 
love oh my I love god that, honestly. can we just like give like another, another round, round of applause for that one because like i felt <laughs> that so hard because yes. like even i feel like the same with like i think at anything like i agree like as soon as like even with jobs in general too like yeah. i like feel that so hard you know like this imposter syndrome of like who do you think i am like you know that, that, that those questions of doubt you know what i or mean or just even the what you said earlier comparing yourself like yeah. that is like my guilty thing or it's just like someone's doing it like bet i don't want to call it better than you but like different in a way where you're like oh i should have done that i was really clever but in the end of the day like we all have our own flair like we're mm-hmm. all individuals we all have something to bring to the table mm-hmm. and i think especially i'm really glad that you started your blog because i'm so grateful that we were able to find you have these conversations yeah and I'm, I'm telling you, the thing that I was drawn most to your blog is your authenticity, like, honestly. And I love your writing. So mm-hmm. I what I thought was so charming was how you said when you graduated college, you weren't, you know, experienced in writing. And, like, look at you now, 10 years later, like, yeah. captivating an audience, doing getting awards, yeah. like, writing for all these amazing things. Like, yeah. I think the day that you started your first, like, you know, blog post, mm-hmm. she would be very proud of you because – we had the ability to talk to you today, and I'm really proud of you. And I'm so grateful yeah. we've had this connection today. Like, I know. so I'm just like so grateful you've taken the time to talk with us. Like, thank you again. I know, honestly, like we, I just, I'm like, I feel like I'm speechless. I like literally, yes. it resonates so hard to me to hear that. You know, like yeah. going for your passion, seeing where you've grown today, and I feel like a lot of people like just see like the the person who's successful, but not seeing their full journey. You know, and they just have this imposter syndrome, not knowing like where you everyone start and everyone way. feels this way and it's okay to feel that way and just to keep pushing through like you know like you are unique and you are different from other people and that's a beautiful quality to have you yes know? I agree and I think it's just so cool that like your niche with food and travel like mm-hmm. like we said like I'm so new to this topic but I am so fascinated by it for mm-hmm. people who do travel and you know want to experience a culture it's not just seeing monuments it's to experience the food talk to the people who make these recipes mm-hmm. like you are introducing a whole world to like your audience through your blog and it's a, a an incredible thing you're doing so thank you for yeah. doing that for everyone thank you so much i like really sincerely love your blog yes <laughs> thanks very much <laughs> yeah yes. oh my god and with that said i think this is a wonderful episode guys i know i had so much fun i had so much fun and i just want to shout out to our audience for anyone who wants any of the information for our guests today it will be on our site thevogeltwins.com all of her socials are going to be like plugged in there so please give her a follow at the rare welsh bit like Mm -hmm. she is just if you didn't love how amazing she is you're gonna love her even more when you really see all of her stuff because we just scratched the surface of so many things that this woman has accomplished Mm -hmm. so definitely check out our website give this woman an a follow we'd appreciate the both of us mm-hmm. and for us if you're not following us at the local twins what are you doing <laughs> give us a follow as well it was so nice again thank you so much for taking the time we really appreciate it thank you both it was really great to chat to you i've had a lot of fun it's really brightened up my saturday Aww, yes. so i love it all right guys see ya bye, bye.